Hello, and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten. I'm Barry. DJ. And I'm Carrie. And we got it in the right order. I love it. It's always so much Proud fun. Proud of us. Every once in a while, we break it. But, I'll, okay, so this is for the fans. Anytime that it actually doesn't fall in order, I always fix it in post, so you guys wouldn't know. <laughs> but... I like it when it, it has that rhyme to it with the Barry and the Carrie breaking up the rest of the party. I appreciate mm. the rhyme and, as well. Uh, yeah, so I, I just think it's fun. So whenever they don't do it that way, I just fix it anyways in post because I think it's better. So I, it makes me happy when it's in order. But now you know how the sausage is made, so to speak. <laughs> so if you want to yes. stop listening to this podcast now that you know how the sausage is made. We understand. Right. We understand. And if you want to tune in, we are starting a new sausage-making podcast. <laughs> Specifically, soundtracking to making sausage, which has a lot of different connotations we probably don't want to unpack. So let's just skip right on past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good thematic so we are sans, for the future. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are Sans Josh today. Josh is hiking or backpacking. Or I think he said he was practicing walking. Right. That sounds about That's right. It was. Good he for was, him. He was practice walking. Um yeah, he's going to be doing something with either the Appalachian Trail or alpacas. I really wasn't fully listening, but it was pretty impressive, whatever it was. I thought it was avocado. So, uh, oh, that's a, he was probably just eating some avocado toast. Yeah. Isn't hiking the Appalachian fifty cents? Isn't hiking the Appalachian Trail like supposed to be uh, keywords for having an affair? Or? <laughs> what? Wasn't there a, like a governor We're going or something? There now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We haven't gone there already. I mean, what I what I love is like, we we've been successfully all all members of uh, the Black Door Music Argument have now been married for like three months and Barry has to meet they go all right everyone's here start the cheat and let's get the conversation rolling this is you know what nah, it's done you know yeah these these uh, these newlyweds in their honeymoon period yeah you know five months in you'll get bored okay. I feel bad for you, Barry. I mean, I'm over 10 years, and I'm still happy with my wife. Oh, but, you know, months. we'll make sure to send a copy of this to yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, today, we are going to be talking about inspirational songs. Which, I think the immediate question is, oh, what kind of inspirational songs? Listen, I'm not some type of Gestapo that's going to tell you what you can and can't talk about or think about. Wait, that's part wait, of the wonders wait, about wait. music. When did you not become the musical Gestapo? Oh, I wait until someone shares an opinion, then I become the musical okay, Gestapo. Okay. That's that's kind of my gig. I like to lure people into thinking about about something, and then when they say it, then I just tell them they're wrong. It's more fun that it way. Is. Yeah, it's the old bait and switch. So for inspirational songs, there's a lot of ways that that can be taken. It can make it feel like something that makes you want to, you know, get off your feet and dance or, you know, really go change the world or just what's the songs that play in the soundtrack that anytime someone's doing something awesome that it has to play in the background. And I think today I want to try to unpack some of what that might be. So, we're going to turn to our loudest, most annoying member. Barry, you're up first. What <laughs> well, you got? When I, uh, when I think about, when you said inspirational, I immediately went to uh, the Star Spangled Banner, because I remember that's the first t- song I ever like, had an emotional response to. It was at, at uh, Mount Rushmore, and they had the whole lighting ceremony, and the song came up, and I was like, oh, this is, this is really meaningful song. 
But of course, not to try to negate this, but I've been to a lot of concerts where there's also been a lighting ceremony that's been pretty inspirational. Yeah, yeah. I know. You're popular. And fireworks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But recently, I've been listening to uh, the Star Spangled Banner in a very specific format, and that is Jimi Hendrix live version from... Please say LP, please say... Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was going to be like middle school flute player, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> no. Did you read his text? Uh, Jimi Hendrix <laughs> live from uh live from Woodstock on LP. Well, yeah, I do have it on LP. Um, I called it. I called it LP. There it is. But, you know, I mean, it just I know it, I'm not saying the country is at the worst place it's ever been, but obviously there's a lot of uh ups and downs, but if you listen to that that uh that guitar solo song, it's basically a love song to a, a mistress that's gone astray and like saying, Hey, we've got problems and we need to fix this. And, and that's how I read it. So, you know, it's, I know there's been, there's different uh, people or groups who don't like that version or think it's some sort of sacrilege. But if you have an arrangement of music, I believe that, you know, making changes to make it your own and, and say something special. I mean that when it, when it comes to rock and roll, that is one of the most poignant pieces of rock and roll that I can think of. And because I'm a middle-aged dad, I still cry when I listen to it sometimes. So I'm not going to downplay this, but there's a lot of your stories that end with you crying with it, which is nice. It's good that you're in touch with that. Like, this is legit. Like, it's good when you feel comfortable with, like, sharing that. Because I think a lot of people probably have more emotional connections to music than they're willing to admit publicly, maybe with a microphone on. For me, I'm one that I'm really likely to cry to movies, but I don't cry to real life as much, which is kind of a bummer, mm-hmm. but it's true. Same. And, uh, and but, like, I know a lot of your stories will end with that emotional connection, which is really great that you can actually tie into that. Well, you Really, know, it sounds I, like I'm being condescending, but I don't mean it no, to. No, I'm not a monster like you, Kirsten. <laughs> yep. See, and I, as I said, I wasn't trying to, and then Barry's like, oh, well, f- fuck you. <laughs> cool. Neat, neat, neat. Didn't Hendrix set his guitar on fire at the end of that song too? No. Well, what song <laughs> that was, was that? That was the start. Uh, that was the start of his set. He started with it. Oh, okay. That and that that was not at Woodstock where he lit his guitar on fire. That really? Was at, I always thought uh, that was Woodstock. No, that was okay. in Europe. Okay. Was that the only time he ever lit a guitar on fire? Well, I don't know. He might have done it more, but the first time he did it. Oh, was at, uh, okay. All Montreux, right. Just checking. Montreux Jazz Festival, I believe. Barry's festival. actually coming out with a seven-part docu-series about Jimi Hendrix lighting his guitars on fire, so stay tuned to your local PBS station. But well, Ken I Burns is too busy to make it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know... So they called Barry? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, but, well, Jimi Hendrix was supposed to go on at something like 9 p.m. the night before, but I believe he started his set at 6 a.m., so instead of playing to hundreds of thousands of people, he was playing to about 10,000 people. And, and so, like, everybody says they were at that set, but they were all lying because most of them were passed out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't at that set, just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Neither was I. I was a little uh, not. I was. <laughs> a, a little. A little. <laughs> okay, so. I will be honest, the first song that I put down as I started creating a list of songs to talk about is by um, Aldous Snow slash Infant Sorrow (laughs) from (laughs) 
from forgetting Sarah Marshall. Is it free walls? You gotta. You, we've you got to do, do something. something. <laughs> just me. Just we've got to do something because I was like, oh, what's a song that makes you want to do something? We got to do <laughs> done. Wow, that wasn't even hard. <laughs> Add it to the list. And that's something. I, I, I which don't remember and that you, one. And you and you. So good. <laughs> which, if you're not familiar, you should definitely check it out. Uh, there, w- there is a playlist linked in the show notes. It's there's it's a great song, and if you haven't actually listened to Infant Sorrow, they they actually released an al- uh, all the music for the soundtrack. Get him to the Greek yeah. is all songs are written for it. It's really great. It's a really good tight group. It's fun, um, and I know that on our list of episodes to do is going to be the best trying to come up with the terminology the best fictional band or the best band created for a movie or television show sure. and i know that is probably gonna be my number one yeah. for when we do that episode there was blues brothers um, man yeah i know you and barry are on Save that bandwagon i'm <laughs> i'm more independent thinking right so they, they didn't write any music <laughs> for that show that, those were all covers for what for blues brothers Right, but that doesn't mean that they're not the the. Uh, now I have to take your side. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! Uh, that doesn't mean that they're not a good band just because they do covers. I mean, literally, we accept the Monkees and we accept, you know, the Beatles. Do we? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Uh, no, I really like that too. I I I actually bought that album. I wasn't an Apple subscriber at the time, so I I bought the album on Apple and. Bangers and Mash is my favorite song on that one. Just it was just such a heartfelt. And, uh, yeah. Oh, honestly, there's a couple of I'd them. Probably cry. And uh, probably. Uh, and again, the movie is pretty entertaining if you're in the right frame of mind. But the music really is what, really is what what takes it home. Now, to me, I had I had the inkling to want to play that album the other day when my kids were around. Mm. After I had that in my head, and I went and I was flipping through the songs, and as I'm playing through all the different things, I'm like. Nope, this is definitely a headphone album today. Headphone <laughs> album, engage. So, yeah, but we've got to do something. Is about Mother Earth, and before Mother Earth gets any more worse, we've got to do something. <laughs> it's definitely. so good. It's so it's just great, and the music video, which they made the full music video for it, which is linked in the playlist, um, is just as great as the lyrics to that song. <laughs> so, definitely check that one out. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's one that is really just surface value, exactly what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that for ones that are more of like the deeper kind of getting to the root of it, which I think kind of ties in around when you talked about uh, the Jimi Hendrix song, I'm going to go ahead and throw in uh, John Lennon, imagine John Lennon and was it John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band or something. Come on, DJ, correct me. I'm sure you got it in there. Yes. <laughs> Cool. Technically, well, it's complicated because, like... Oh, gosh. Continue with your history lesson. Okay. John wrote the song and released it, like, on his first solo album. But Yoko pretty much wrote at least half of it. And then was, like, later credited with it. But when it first came out, it was just John's song. Ouch. So Yoko said after John died, I wrote that song and put her name on it. Yeah, and everyone else who was in the studio said, yeah, Yoko wrote that song. (laughs) Two. (laughs) There's a good documentary on Netflix about it. So John was was just the misogynist asshole that was like, no, this is my song. I'm the man. Pretty much. And then he wrote a song about woman about that, or called woman about that, how he screwed up. See, there you go. Yep. 
But anyways, another inspirational see, song. See, Karsten, that's how we can still love the Beatles. Because he said I screwed up. Yep. Really doesn't matter. The only members of the Beatles that I acknowledge are Ringo. It's his birthday in five days. He's and he wants everybody. 80, he's turning 80. And at noon, everybody wow. needs to say peace and love. That's what Ringo no, says. Everyone needs to go, welcome to Shining Time Station. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Speaking so of I think inspirational, it imagine, though, it's... Oh, inspirational songs. No, 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 no carry on, carry on. Carry on. John Lennon. Um, this one was pretty much written by Paul, but Hey Jude. And just like the chorus of that song. Um, like. It's a massive sing-along, and, like, everyone joins in, and it's just a mood booster, at least for me, whenever I listen to it. And funny story, I was actually on um, a trivia, like, contest thing with The Current at the State Fair a couple years ago, and the category was, like, music or, like, rock and classical crossover. So the first question was, like, the rock opera Tommy by The Who, the second question, which I should have known, was R.E.M. It's the end of the world as we know it. And then the third question was asking about a Beatles song. And the hook was, it was pretty much asking, like, what did they base, like, a box song on? And, like, the hook was, take a box song and make it better. And, like, I'm going through my head and just racking my brain, like, doing a super quick an- analysis of, like, every single Beatles song. Because that's what I do. And I end up, like, stammering out Eleanor Rigby. But it was Hey Jude. So I embarrassed myself about one of the songs that inspires me most in my life. And now you did it again. Yeah, I'd be really tempted just in case that. I would just do the sarcastic thing and be like, oh, oh come on. It's Love, Love, Let Me Do. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> That's just it. Can't, can't you hear that? Duh. God, rookies. But... I'll do a double header. So fast forwarding probably like 15 years from that. <laughs> the final countdown by Europe. I would listen oh, to yeah. yep, I would listen to that song before pretty much every single like midterm and final in college and the ones that I didn't listen to it before like I did bad on and the ones that I did I did like pretty fantastic. But Secret So I will say but my first job out of college there was a guy who, on my last, like, two days, every time he walked past my desk, would go, it's the final countdown. <laughs> and then, like, every hour of my last day, he kept doing it. And then, he was, and then like, right at the end of the day, he was like, well, there's no really point in singing, in singing it again. So, so, yeah. Every time I work with someone that's, like, changing jobs or something, it is impossible for me not to have that song in my head the day that they're leaving now. Well, it's, so. it's a good thing that... Um, you got it stuck in your head because it's a good song. Um, what was I going to say? The music video is even better because it's like straight 80s glam rock band. And There's a lot of hair in that A lot video. of hair. Yeah. But like it's, it's a mashup between like the band playing on a random stage in front of like a stage crowd. And then it like shifts to like a plane taking off from a runway like in the middle of nowhere. Or landing, 
So, and then there's an explosion at the end, so I'm not sure if the plane crashes or what exactly happens, but no, it's it worth a watch. An, no, it was an it was an anthem against nuclear war, so Good to know. That's exciting. Everything was in the mid 80s. <laughs> um everything? Yep, everything. Everything. So like the girl is mine. Isn't is an anthem about nuclear war? That's right. The girl is mm. the earth, and he is nuclear okay. war. So I guess who who ended up getting the girl? Uh, Michael Jackson or Paul McCartney? Just nuclear clarify. Nuclear war. That's right. <laughs> okay. <sighs> well, when we were like talking about this topic of inspirational songs, the first thing I thought of was um, back in like. High school, I had uh, what was called an iHome, where I could put my iPod into the iHome and, like, make a boombox sort of situation. And um, my favorite feature on it was that, like, you could do, like, sleep mode, so it would be, like, quieter, and then your alarm would still be pretty loud to, like, wake you up. And I had it on, like, shuffle. And the thing you have to know about my iPod is that, like, so I had the first iTunes account in my family, and then everyone else started getting iPods and just everyone put their music onto the same thing. So I have like stuff from my mom and my two brothers and myself. But I just hit it on shuffle and I woke up to the alarm song um, being Chariots of Fire. And waking up to Chariots of Fire just the rest of your day. I hate to use the word because it's just overused, but it's pretty epic, you guys. Just waking up and like slow motion getting ready was a pretty wonderful day of my life i'm just saying except when that song plays in the movie no one is running in slow motion that's like one of my biggest pet peeves about when people do like the do 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 and i if you can't see because it's a podcast <laughs> i'm moving my arms like i'm jogging in slow motion Barry, do you want to go ahead and get play-by-play of what's going on for the yeah so um dj he his arms are about um about mid torso level and he and he's like pumping them forward and backward almost in a running type motion his legs aren't moving at all though but but it's still he gets his point across so watch the movie and that song never plays when they run in slow motion but everybody thinks it does i don't think it does but it's fun uh, to, like to to be completely be honest yeah. i don't associate that song with that movie yeah I associate it with the movie Old School. Yes. <laughs> when Will Ferrell is doing his ribbon dance. And that is, anytime someone says Chariots of Fire, I think of Will Ferrell ribbon dancing. It is beautiful. It's the way it is. As far as for songs that like actually inspire me and like um, I actually feel like that I put on when I need to like get pumped up about things. Um, the song Fire Drills by Dessa is pretty wonderful. Uh, Minnesota rapper and just talking about like, I don't know, feminism. <laughs> um, but it's a great like pump up song and it makes me want to like, I don't know, go out and punch things. Get pumped up? Yeah. Oh, cool. Violence. Right. Nice. Cool. I guess. So I want to rewind Close real up. quick uh, to wake up songs. because. Six o'clock in Alexandria when I was getting up for elementary school and high school. Now, I didn't have an iPod at the time. I had a <laughs> clock radio. <laughs> but at six o'clock, 
uh, KQRS uh, 92.7 uh, FM would play the Kylie Minogue version of Locomotion, the 1998 uh, Kylie Minogue Locomotion. And that will get you out of bed because <laughs> it is fun. You just you got the locomotion. Even her little sister can do it with her. I mean, that is fun. get you going. Yeah, so <laughs> I wanted to talk about something else related to it that's not necessarily about the, um, it's more talking about the iHome stuff and keeping things on shuffle. Uh-huh. There was a time when, I don't remember the name of the track, but it's on Tool Inema. It's like track 11 or 12 that starts with a baby crying. And I may have at one time been... Um, kissing my girlfriend now wife and we had the music on shuffle that is not a great (laughs) album to keep or music to have on a shuffle mix it really 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 kills the mood quickly Mm -hmm. but it is still a joke now 12 years 13 years later that periodically one of us will just pull it up and just start playing it just because it's impossible not to laugh about it but yeah i homes on shuffle that's you know that thing so, pump-up songs, uh, more importantly. Uh, so, I actually read a number of, like, articles where people were writing what is, in their consideration, the best inspirational or pump-up song. And one of them that was consistently on the top of this list was Queen's We Will Rock You. Sure. And I feel that's pretty hard to argue against. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Stomp, Stomp, Clap. Yeah. It's really true. Everyone loves it. I feel like that's one um, of the songs, too, that you, like, come out of the womb knowing. Like, I don't remember learning that song. I just remember right. knowing that song. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And, again, it's at the youngest age, the youngest sporting event, someone literally stomp, stomp, clap, and everyone's like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. And then they stomp, stomp, clap for a while. No one really ever sings the song or anything. It just kind of seems to be more just stomping and yeah. clapping and mm-hmm. maybe a We Will Rock. Oh, they and- sing it. They sing it like this. We will, we will rock you, and and they get that part. That's that's how the crowd. We already did the karaoke episode, (laughs) but let's go ahead and throw this in as an alternate for you, for the future. Do you think they'll still play that song and like other songs like that in like ballparks if they actually do the baseball season this year, just for like the players to hear and stuff? No. Do you think it's I just hope gonna be like so. I really hope they still yeah. do intro music and have an organist. <laughs> I gotta say, a good ballpark organ is very effective at pumping me up. Oh, I know. You know what I love about the ballpark organ? It's usually played by like a seventy-six-year-old woman, and everybody's just following her cues. I didn't realize that was my dream job until it was too late to learn the organ. <laughs> It's but never maybe too it's late, not too Terry. late. It's never too late. I mean, you're young. Never too late for now. 43? <laughs> okay, on the baseball subject, two pump-up songs. Number one is Didn't know Take Me Out to the Ball subject. Game at Wrigley Field because everybody sings for the Cubbies, which is awesome, especially when Cookie Monster leads it. And number two. I think this, this podcast has been hijacked by Cubs fans, Carson. Yep. And number two is Go Cubs Go <laughs> by, by Steve Winwood. Jesus and they play Christ. it when the Cubs win. 
and they raised the W flag. So if you're not a Cubs fan, it's not a pop-up song. But if you are a Cubs fan, it's like the coolest thing to be singing with like 40,000. Sports teams do have good, like, we're going to win, Twins. I don't know exactly what it's called, but that's great. The Minnesota Wild song is awesome. I listen to that all the time. Like, I listen to that more than I've ever watched any hockey games, but it is spectacular. In the (laughs) Duke fight song, we, we sing Carolina Go to Hell. And then everyone says eat shit after. So just every college has it, that. Except yep. for it's not about Carolina. Say what? Every college has that, except for it's usually not about Carolina. Yeah. Except Minnesota Rouser. They don't even talk about anybody else. Well, it's anyway. Not written in the song. It's just what the student body does. It's a pump up song. They play it after touchdowns and the beginning and end of stuff. Goal unit baskets. Yeah. I, and I know what I'm saying is the Eat Shit Carolina is not written down in the music. It's just what the student body says over How time. How do you You've know, never, Barry? You can't guarantee that it's not Have written down in the music. The Are you music? looking at the sheet music? Are you flipping through the, the analog, the, the whole I, journal I've of all the songs? Right now. Yeah. You, you don't think that the pet band might just write Eat Shit across the... Across the music, I guarantee. Listen, if that you're if you're the triangle player in in a pep band, you're definitely writing each shit on every single okay. one of your songs. Ding, it doesn't ding, matter ding, what it eat is. Shit, Carolina. Okay? Right. I mean, literally, what else do you have right. to do? Well, that's because no one gives a shit, and I guess I wasn't good eat enough shit, to go. Barry. I wasn't good enough to go to a, a a college paid for by tobacco money. Pretty much. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> other pump up songs. <laughs> I appreciate. There's a lot of pointing going on on this uh, on this audio podcast. That's really great well, right now. Well, our dog needs to come inside, but she's we're both podcasting. So, um, a pump up song that I appreciate is "Carry On My Wayward Son," mainly because my name is oh, in it. No. Um, which I have to say, I appreciate the first like 30 seconds of that song, and then I'm kind of over it. So but though, that first part is pretty great. If that's a pump-up so song, just, you are a deflator valve. So I'm going to bring us back to uh, Queen a little bit more after that great joke by uh, Barry. Good one. Um, what I do want to talk about is We Are the Champions mm-hmm. is another one yeah. that gets you pumped. And I'm not going to say... I feel like in a certain way, kind of talking about Carry On My Wayward Sons, depending on when and how it's being played, you get through that first chorus and you're like, all right, I can wrap this thing up. And there are other times where I want to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like the same thing is true with We Will Rock You. What I really like about it is it's very short. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and I can really appreciate it. It moves right along. If there is an extended cut that was, say, like six minutes and that was the standard one or five minutes... I don't know that it would have the same pull that it does, and I don't know that I'd want to like put it on and listen to it. And We Are the Champions is kind of like that, where I love the song. It is literally my youngest favorite song. Loves it. But there are times when I'm really happy just to get through the chorus and then let's kind of wrap <laughs> it up. Or if he starts it back over, I'm like, yeah, this isn't all bad. Well, uh, the other thing is the the album version of that song is is a lot shorter than it was at concerts because they would, you know, mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury would would fill and add and they'd they'd loop it around and it was you know they get the the audience involved so i mean it was an audience only freddie mercury though fuck the rest of queen yeah fuck just freddie mercury (laughs) did right homemade guitar i just want to get your official record for for how you feel about queen just to just to clarify 
<laughs> Fine, just take your drink. I was going to say, apparently me. his opinion on Queen is just drinking. Yeah, baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. <sighs> 85 and 80% humidity. Yeah. Yeah. We could have gotten a glass uh, but, clink but, on that one. Oh. Missed opportunity. Yep. Next time. Uh, so I think one of the songs for me, there are songs that when you talk about getting pumped up, mm-hmm. that for me, I cannot let them play when I'm driving mm. <laughs> because I have the hardest time keeping under the speed limit in a big way <laughs> when songs come on. And the number one song for me that I can't drive to Everything is Radar is awesome. Love by oh. Nope. Ryan Dirty Radar Love by the Golden Earring. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> That's my jam. Um Radar Love by the Golden Earring. Yeah, that's a good one. That is one that I love it and it gets me pumped up in the biggest way. And if that thing comes on Got to set the cruise control. Got to, you know, <laughs> get my foot away from the pedal. So That's amazing. Yeah. A lot of memories of driving way too fast to that song. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one by the Mountain Goats you like? Um, there's a song called This Year by the Mountain Goats. Uh, the chorus says, I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me, which I find fun. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a good a good pump up song mm. it's also a song that yeah when i drive to i tend to go a little faster than the speed limit but so really what you're saying is when that song comes on and it goes i'm gonna make it through this year you're like we'll see right we'll see i think honestly it should be the national anthem for 2020 <laughs> i think it makes sense we might need to rework some of the verses a little bit but this is my official campaign Okay, Barry, or sorry, uh, DJ, are you going with that one, or are you going with the Final Countdown, just to clarify? That's a tough one. <laughs> but Final Countdown, for sure. Fair enough. I'd have to go with the Final Countdown, too. Yeah. I would have to go with Josh Groban's You Built, You Raised Me Up. <laughs> <laughs> just because it fucking sucks, just like 2020. Hey! Hey, snap. Well, one of the songs that I feel whenever it comes on the radio, I've never owned a version of this song, but I just have to listen to the entire thing. Even That's not on LP. Right. Is, uh, <laughs> is Eye of the Tiger by Survivor, which was on the Rocky Two soundtrack. Everybody thinks it was Rocky One. It was not. It was Rocky Two, And, uh, I mean, you just can't not want to punch Apollo Creed in the face when you listen to that. It's a good one. Hey, Barry, I'm very sorry for this, but when I was in sixth grade PE, we had a dance unit and a choreographed a dance with, like, five other people to Eye of the Tiger. Why are you apologizing? That sounds yeah, amazing. Is, that, that sounds great. Is yeah. there a video of this, just yeah. out of yeah. curiosity? You'd have to ask Mrs. Perkle. <laughs> <laughs> Could you get me her contact information? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> okay. And I just want um, need to clarify, you and the other five guys were in leotards, right? Yes. Were you Did, actually in leotards, or were they, like, those really awkward, high, loose-cut, partially plastic shorts that were real trendy when everyone was, like, for whatever, whenever someone's a kid, they become trendy, and then they fall out of trendiness, and then they become used by distance runners, but they're not made out of plastic. They're actually, like, out of some aerodynamic material when you're older. But younger, they're like a, a hard plastic that keeps their shape awkwardly. I thought this was a musical podcast. <laughs> it's an everything podcast, Barry. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
Speaking of Eye of the Tiger, um, do you guys remember those Starbucks commercials that used Eye of the Tiger and they were like cheering for Roy? Does anyone remember this? No. no? Okay. No. Never mind. They were That's great. So it was but since we're going to talk about commercials, do you guys remember the Taco Bell commercial with We Will Rock You? And they were doing like stomp, clap, we will, we will. And the lady just turns around and goes, stop doing that. And that was the whole commercial. I feel like I did really remember good. that actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speaking of Eye of the Tiger, if you're a fan of mashups, I highly recommend you check out DJ Lobster Dust's I'm a Survivor, which is the mashup of I Will, Surver- uh, I Will Survivor, which is I Will Survive, one. and Eye of the Tiger mashed up together. It's super good. That's awesome. Cool. And it fits together way too well. Way too well. So when I was in college, it made me think of um, a friend of mine was... I think studying at the time to be a personal trainer and then kind of gave that up. But um, he made, so he had like these workouts that he would do. And um, he did the thing where like, you'd like do whatever workout for 30 seconds and you have 10 seconds of rest. And then like the next thing for 30 seconds, you do it a couple times. High intensity workouts. Thank you. Um, so he, and then he like, he would design them or whatever and he sent me a playlist of like songs that I enjoy and like did the beeping for when I had to like change or rest or whatever and it was exhausting and it was a really hard workout but at the last song of it was I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan (laughs) and it was the best way to end any workout like I was always so dead tired and then that song came on and I was like you got it Donnie Osmond let's do this it was awesome I just highly recommend if you need to get pumped up or you need to finish strong in a workout, I'll make a man out of you. 100% wins every time. Um, So another note from college music. Um, There was the wrestling team at the school that I went to college at that they had this whole deal that whoever was, they had these wrestling competitions amongst them to decide who would choose the music for practices. And one of these, there were a couple of guys that were all like doing this like intense workout out in front of the one of the buildings. I was like, "Oh, what are you guys up to?" You know, and they were like, "We've got to beat this guy." And she called, "We have only been listening to Britney Spears for like three weeks, and it is terrible. Like, I we just have to get better." And I was like, "Oh, so it's working?" And they were like, "Oh, don't think of it that way. We just want a Brit. We want some metal. We want some classic rock. I'm just tired of Britney Spears." <laughs> I gotta say, I'm proud of Britney Spears' guy. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and since we went to the same school, I'll message you for who it was. It was pretty Please, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the, uh, you know, music that I I really love to, like, work out to, and, and, you know, especially if I'm on a bike ride and it comes on when I'm trying to climb a hill, is uh, basically anything off of uh, You Come a Long Way, Baby, from the fat boy slim album uh like the mm. rockefeller skank or uh praise you right here right now uh that whole album for me is just like a a, a workout energetic bolt you know it it'll get you moving sounds like we should do a podcast on workout music i think it, we should you know in retrospect maybe we should have just made this that but we didn't so we're not <laughs> going to now but that would be a good follow-up to this one. It's true. But mm-hmm. a song that's on a lot of playlists that I think deserves some attention for getting pumped up is definitely Lose Yourself by Eminem. Yes. Not to mention its excellent meme quality. 
I, that it brings to the world? I once read um, an article about the, the television show Survivor, hosted by mm-hmm. Jeff Probst, in which um, at the beginning of one season, he said he was talking to the survivors, I guess you call them, and like before they started, and he rapped Lose Yourself to them to motivate them. And I don't know if there's video footage of Jeff Probst rapping it, but I feel simultaneously the need that I need to see it and also never should. Um, <laughs> just to piggyback on this before we continue our conversation, if you're not, if you haven't seen the Chris Pratt doing Forgot About Dre, it is an amazing uh, entertainment, uh, a video with amazing entertainment value. I have not seen it. Um, yeah, you definitely should check it out. Because he does a, a chunk of Forgot About Dre. Which is excellent. I'll see yours and raise mine. Did it. I I, I saw Carrie was uh, talking and I was like, ah, I got a minute to go get a beer. How do we feel about September? About the month? It's really dreary. It's a delightful, you know, start of fall. Yeah. The song. Say more. By who? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I think it's a good song. Do you okay. It's definitely one I've argued with my kids about whether or not it existed before, like, one of the Trolls movies. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you've literally heard the song before this. I don't think so. <laughs> you did. Ah, don't be those kids. That's one of say, those... That's one of those songs... <laughs> I'm so glad that happened. Oh. Go Barry. Go DJ. Okay. I gotta say, I saw Go Earth- DJ. Go, go DJ. DJ go. Go. I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, probably three years ago. You saw Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yeah. Okay. All three at the same time. <laughs> was this in an anime or was it the band, just to clarify? The band. Okay, they, or was it like Magic the Gathering? No, it was the band. They played at the XL Energy Center, and now Rogers and Sheik opened for them. It was like one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Like, pretty much dancing the whole time, except it was in like the pretty much the lower level, like behind the goal, where the goal would be for like a wild game. But like every time I'd step out into like the stairway to start dancing, and the tenant would come down and yell at me and tell me to get back in my seat area but anyways they played um september there and it was like one of the coolest things except it was at the end of july and now it's september but still well i mean they have to play september it's like one of their top three songs yeah yeah and it's tribute to the best month of the year so yeah i'm very biased though about many things (laughs) yep exactly (laughs) <laughs> Dave Chang on his podcast has a segment called My Opinion is Fact so you could call that My Opinion is Fact alright yep <laughs> that was a really lame story but anyways fun concert and see Earth, Wind, and Fire so I also can. okay so carry on Carrie. <laughs> well no I was just gonna say the other I feel like the genre of music that inspires me is when listening to like movie soundtracks such as like star wars especially lord of the rings 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, like, any You know Harry Lord Potter. of the Rings isn't the Star Wars episode, right? Oh! Or Star Wars movie? Because you said especially Star Wars, like the Lord of the Rings. You know, until just but... now, I was really confused. Because the new Star Wars are not referencing any hobbits. <laughs> Where's the fucking eye? Okay, hold on a second. Where's Let's figure this out. Eye? So who is Frodo in the new trilogy? What? Probably Ray. No. Ray is Frodo? No, Ray is not Frodo. Well, who is Ray then? Ray Samwise. No. She gets shit done. No. Frodo doesn't Samwise. do anything. Frodo doesn't do anything. I Samwise agree is with all the you. doer. No, Finn is Sam. That's who I'm thinking yep, of. Yep, Finn Sam. Well, you're married. You're just gonna agree with each other. <laughs> Yeah, that's what married people do. We Agree just disagreed on September. <laughs> okay. That actually played out so much better than I expected it to. I've just got a big old grin on my face right now. Ah. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, when working on things and, like, needing music without lyrics and such, movie soundtracks, very helpful. Jurassic Park is another great one. I'm just saying. Is Jeff Goldblum's jazz album going to come up in this conversation? Well, Jurassic Park did, so Jeff yep. Goldblum should. Well, he didn't actually perform on the album, though. Missed Opportunity, Barry. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, for me, talking about uh, soundtracks, there was a... I honestly have no idea how I stumbled upon this, but this was, like, now probably close to 10 years ago. There was an album released by a project group called Monsterpiece Theater. Monsterpiece Theater. You know, I get after, like, on Sesame Street, they had that. Mm Mm-hmm the band that was named that it was the bastards five i'm not gonna remember anyways I'll, I'll put a link to it but they took uh movie soundtracks like the the title sequence songs for a number of movies and then did hip-hop songs over the top of them and so they used that as the baseline nice. for it and so they did like they had uh the exorcist which is just incredible they did one for matrix um avengers transformers and i'm not going to remember the rest of them but anyways album's really cool it's out there on the internets and it's just one of those when it, when at least when i got it and i match it still is it was just a free download because they couldn't sell it for copyright reasons and so they just made it available on the internet and it was a, it was really great because to me it was kind of that combination well I know it's a mashup so to speak of that instrumental from you know from movies where it really gets you pumped up and and going with also having the rhythm and the poetry associated with it mm-hmm. which is just really cool and the avengers one is really interesting each one of the char- they each character of the avengers has like a verse talking about the character in it under the theme song to avengers hmm. really cool yeah i'll link that one as far as words and poetry-ish goes, um, and timely as of this recording, the first act of Hamilton is very pump-up to me. Like, oh, there's, like, yes. Revolutionary War. I know, Barry, it's your favorite subject. Um, but, you know, like, they're at war and stuff. The second uh, the second act is just sad, so that's not a good pump-up. But I remember when I first heard the album, 
um, I would like I would listen to it at work, and like for the first half, I would just be like getting a bunch of shit done and super productive. And then as soon as like the second act started, I was just like, why am I so sad? And I was like, oh, because everyone's <laughs> dying. That's why. Okay. Why am I so sad? Yeah, everybody's why? cheating and dying and retiring yeah. and. Ugh. <laughs> no, I know my. Uh, if, just for, so for people know, uh, this is being recorded the night before uh, Hamilton's being re- released on uh, Disney Plus. So. We're actually having a watching party tomorrow with my mother-in-law because she's mm. always wanted to see it. She never got to go see it live. so. And uh, my wife and I cool. are excited to see it again. Nice. Never seen it. Never listened to the soundtrack. Cheers. There you go. Baby, it's I cold I figured outside. I'd wait until I actually wanted to see it rather than in, in, indulge the soundtrack ahead of time. Well, well there is that. Mm-hmm. I've done. One of my coworkers well, got me to listen to the soundtrack on uh, a long time before I saw it in the theater, though, and I really appreciated the soundtrack even without seeing it so same i assumed i would never see it so i was like well might as well just enjoy the soundtrack because there's no way you're getting to it carrie did you guys end up going to it or no yeah i ended up um i saw like the tour in (laughs) in iowa and then uh saw it in chicago yeah that's where you get it right that was the one where all the actors were white right (laughs) (laughs) it was iowa everyone else was scared (laughs) <laughs> well i mean i didn't see it in new york i saw it in chicago so i saw it in chicago then as well and it was very good yep and now everyone can see it fantastic if so you excited. have disney plus well one of the other uh singers that i thought about right off the top of my head um was uh ray charles who sang uh, Georgia on my mind and America, or is it America or God bless America? I think it's a, it's America the beautiful. Oh, America the beautiful. Yeah. Both those songs is. though, the way he sings them, are obviously improvised. You know he, he was obviously blind, and so he was not reading the music. He was remembering it and then putting his. Uh, you know, improvisations into it and making it even better, even though I was reading today that some people thought that was shameful what he did. And I'm like, are you kidding? These are the best versions of these songs. And uh, so real quick, we do live in an age of an Internet where no matter what you do, someone thinks you're an asshole. For having done <laughs> Pretty it. Much. So, I mean, there is that. Yeah, there is if that. you're not familiar with that, literally just visit the section of the Internet called the YouTube comments section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just think it's 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 really inspiring that, you know, Ray Charles grew up in Georgia, went blind. His mother died. He started playing piano and became a world renowned uh, performer and then sang uh, Georgia on my mind. And then shortly after recording that, he refused to play at theaters where they had segregated uh, audiences and he was sued it ended up not being a big thing but uh, i think he had to pay like 800 dollars or something to eventually but you know he was sued and he he entered the fray you know he he took himself out of just performing for money and became you know an activist with his music and later on uh i think it was in the 70s georgia on my mind 
was turned into the Georgia State song, and Ray Charles performed it for the uh, State Assembly. And so it just, you know, it's really great to see that kind of change that can happen with music, especially that, that music is so beautiful, and Ray Charles was such a great performer that he could help move society along to making sure that that rights and freedoms are expanded to all the people of an area and especially right now you know when we're going through lots of different things it's it's great to hear that and then his his song America the Beautiful which I love listening to it and kind of the same thing with you know uh, Jimi Hendrix and the Star Spangled Banner is you know there's there's still pain in the back of his voice there's it's not this is a perfect relationship i love america this this is flag waving this is hey america's worth fighting for and we need to take care of it and we need to make sure that the ideals that were set up uh, go forward and make sure everybody can enjoy this world and uh, that's one of those those songs just uh you know karsten you know what they do karsten they make me cry Wow, full circle. I really like both those songs. Um, in America, The Beautiful. That one reminds me of um, Woody Guthrie's song, This Land is Your Land, My Land, whatever the actual title is. <laughs> but just pretty much echoing what you said, Barry. Just like writing and singing the song to get people to appreciate America and like its natural beauty and every single person. In the country so i mean the song's pretty old but yeah it's inspiring and not in the like final countdown pump up way but in the pretty sure this land is way. your land is about a nuclear uh, a nuclear holocaust yeah <laughs> definitely because <laughs> he wrote it before or <clears throat> i guess i'm trying to think it was around the 40s sometime so is the nuclear bomb. Right around that time. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you kids. I'm pretty sure I, This Land Is Your Land came out in the 30s, though. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Fact check with Barry. Yeah, because I forget if he wrote that before he was in World War II. Uh, well, he wrote it as a rebuff to... God bless America. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Oh, nineteen. How about we are the world? <laughs> I appreciate the uh, we are the world that was rewritten by James Corden to be sung by the Avengers. That was good. <laughs> Gets stuck in my head randomly very often. You want to talk about Bob Dylan's part in that, DJ? Nope. Is that where you're going with this? <laughs> it, it just came to the top of my head because oh, okay. we had a peaceful so I want to situation talk about, in our house. Where I want to talk about John Denver's. John Denver uh, proposed the idea, and then he was cut out of the recording. No, no, Barry, you don't interrupt DJ. I want to listen to DJ, not you, Barry. Keep <laughs> going, DJ. I said, I for some reason, that song just came to my head. DJ, what are you saying? What's going on over there, DJ? <laughs> don't worry. You keep talking. I'll just mute him. Our dog and Carrie's cat, I'm very intentional about that word placement, are both <laughs> sleeping, like, 
six feet apart from each other. And it's almost World War Three between them every single morning. So That's true. I think they they just really heard what you had to say about America the Beautiful, Barry, and were just inspired to... And also bored enough to sleep. See, yeah. it, you got to have more America the Beautiful and less the final fucking countdown. They're too stressed out. This, yeah, this is like such a huge topic. And just thinking more and more, like, pretty much... I can at least pretty much find a song from just about every artist I enjoy listening to that can be inspirational. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a different kind of inspiration as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, yeah. I, and again, I'm just kind of playing through a whole lot of music, and I feel like we just need to mention the song by Will Smith, Get Lit, just to get a little bit more airtime. Right. Because if you're not familiar with it, ooh, hot dang, it definitely has been recorded, and I think that's all that needs to be said about it. <laughs> but check it out. Um, but, like, I, I know that there's an episode that Carrie and I are talking about with lights. And for me, just a number of songs by lights they're they're really inspired just being like calm mm-hmm. and like feeling mm-hmm. that, that level of peace where it really is like, it's closer to like a meditation as you're taking it in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the rhythm with that. And that's like with uh, above and beyond has a number like that as well, that it's really a matter of, they just find help me find just like center. Yeah. And for me, like, that can find it can be the most inspiring thing like when i'm trying to work on something you know just trying to get my head wrapped around something or like just trying to find creative space going through some of those practices that just finds that that level of balance is is just so valuable to me and so it becomes an inspirational like a pump-up song in that it just calms me the fuck out and i just i just love that Mm -hmm. so it, it it it's definitely one um, like oh Owl, uh, not Owl City, uh, the Postal Service. You yeah. know the, the original Owl City. Um, <laughs> that was that's another one that to me the the district sleeps alone tonight. That is one that I just kind of feel it gets that that beat and that rhythm kind of going, and as it flows through, it again it just finds that nice balance for me. Yeah, I feel that way um, <clears throat> with lights. Obviously, because I love her. Um, and also Postal Service. Also, Plans by Death Cab for Cutie is one. And then... Oh, yeah. Um, today, I had to do a bunch of writing, and I listened to uh, Christian Lee Hudson's album, Beginners, which is an excellent album, if you haven't listened to it. Um, but just, like, it's that kind of... And I think it's also the creativity in the lyrics is just helpful for me, like, to get inspired to do my own writing. Mm-hmm. So I think really a big takeaway for this is that we may need to split this off into a couple more episodes that kind of branches down. Cause like for then as you, as I'm thinking about, again, just the different kinds of inspiration and the different kinds of pump up, you know, I go to uh, those eighties jams maniac. Uh, what is it? Holding out for a hero. Yes. Those are ones that I just know that like, if that comes on, you want to move, you want to do something. Not really sure what you want to do, but you want to do it. You want to be a maniac. And, um, I feel like that's th- those are ones that it could be a whole episode just kind of talking about about those the different kinds and again going mm-hmm. back to the workout mixes the mm-hmm. the inspirational for writing mm-hmm. yeah and just even the different genres that each of those fit it's like mm-hmm. workout stuff I really don't listen to music when I run but like when I used to lift. Um, I got in the habit of just like really getting into Kendrick Lamar, um, to Pimp a Butterfly and then Damn. 
and then Drake. And I was just like listen to those three albums just kind of on repeat. And that they just the music and like listening to the lyrics and their like perspective um, just yeah, kind of got me in the zone when I was lifting. I feel like too there's a difference in like like I feel like for pump up songs I like yeah I'm listening to the lyrics but it's also mainly about like the music and like bass and Mm -hmm. some sort of guitar solo probably but like for slowing down and like getting inspired like then lyrics become a lot more important like they're not like both are important in both in both sides but like I feel like pump ups are more like you just need that like guitar riff or whatever and inspirational and then like slow downs I just want good mm-hmm. lyrics I don't know you know it's funny for me sl- slow downs that's where I, I either got a couple real specific jazz pieces uh, that I like mm-hmm. of course uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey me too <laughs> and classical and, and um, I just you know it I, I find it 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 takes your mind to a certain place but it lets your mind keep clear for your own thoughts and because mm-hmm. i i when, when i listen to music with lyrics i focus on the lyrics so much that i'm always kind of searching for what the author was intending and i don't leave myself enough free space for exploration so i know uh all through college i was listening to pretty much just classical if i was studying and then i spread that to you know car rides and and uh and then uh later moved into jazz that that kind of did the same thing and even more so and but i don't know dj you said you have some uh jazz songs that you like yeah just like kind of a combination of jazz and stuff that came before jazz but um yeah, like get into Jay Brubreck, John Coltrane, Charlie Parker. Yeah. Um, Ron Carter. Carrie hates me for this, but I really enjoy Miles Davis. I know he's not the greatest guy and was pretty much a scumbag, but his <laughs> quartet's got some fantastic music. Um, kind of blues, like one of my favorite albums. Yeah, those um, those LPs never hurt anybody, Carrie. The man who made them did. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I think for me, like w- thinking about those those relaxing periods, the one the one that I kind of think about is like if I have like a Saturday afternoon nap and I was going to throw some music on to pass out to, I always go to like metal. Uh, my favorite band to listen to for like again this Saturday afternoon nap scenario is Children of Bottom, and it is just. I think in some cases, like where you're talking about wanting to hear the poetry or wanting to step away from that, I'm in it literally just to get that rhythm going and crashing. And to me, it is great. Just let that play through. I don't want it to stop while I'm asleep. I want that to just keep powering right on through. I love it. It it takes me to a whole different. It's it's transcendental. I'm just I'm I'm all in on it. And if you don't sleep to metal, you should definitely try. It's the way to do it. <laughs> but again, this is where you unpack and you can say, you know, actually when you're looking at metal, it's metal is very heavily influenced by classical music. It has so many of the same properties. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. really is pulled into that. Absolutely. And, and there, there's a reason why there are a number of, 
of very classically trained metal musicians and that, and that's they, they literally get that root from it it, it feels so natural in mm-hmm. it and you can feel those properties in it and i think that's where i can just enjoy just the masterful skill of just hearing a screaming guitar just oh yeah right well i mean there's Love so it. much broken metal it's it's mm-hmm. just great and you know the the math involved is uh it really does hit your mind uh, i mean you yeah if you if you just focus on the uh the the big hair and and screaming singer it, you're missing most of it and i will say um for children of bottom the lead singer or lead singer lead guitarist at least what used to be that he's not a member of the band anymore but lexi lejo um he actually has a, a video out on the internets of them doing a cover of i believe it's vivaldi winter where it's just it's like two guitarists and like a hi-hat mm-hmm. and the hi-hat's just there to kind of keep the beat and the two of them it is it's just awe-inspiring and for me again it, it it really gets you going again going back to i think that a lot of people today don't don't listen to classical music or jazz and those those, those or rag for that matter and they kind of ignore some of those genres that it's the no day but today mentality mm-hmm. where looking to the past you can hear so much more right. and mm-hmm. um i think that for me again that uh, when you hear some of those versions where it's these people who are playing the instruments you're familiar with, with the, the hair you're familiar with and they're doing Vivaldi covers. Right. It's just, it just, it just moves you. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I, I always thought that that was because uh, when people listen to jazz and classical for the first time, it's really low playing over the speakers in your dentist office while you're getting your molars cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Kenny G. Well, I think that overall, we've covered a lot of territory today, and I feel like there's a lot more we could do, but I think that it may want to be saved for some future episodes. Mm -hmm. So does anybody have any closing thoughts that they want to share words of wisdoms with the masses? I'd like to say that if you think you have the perfect pump-up song. I knew it was going to be Barry. (laughs) We should all just keep talking. You're probably (laughs) wrong, because the perfect pump-up song is the final fucking countdown. With Job doing magic tricks in Arrested say. Development. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that song. about wraps it up. <laughs> so thank you for sharing your time with us. I'm Karsten. I'm Barry. I'm DJ. And I'm Gary. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.